0: Hello, my name's Errol Douglas. Welcome to the Errol Douglas and Friends podcast. Hi everyone, my name's um, Errol Douglas. So welcome to Errol Douglas and Friends podcast. Uh, We're now getting into a couple of weeks uh, into the club and uh, I've just been so overwhelmed by uh, my members. and more so overwhelmed by our international reach. So thank you to everybody who's uh, listening uh, today, but I'm really, really excited. Uh, Everybody knows us in the industry, myself, uh, and my next guest uh, is Corrine Jackson. We're kind of partners in crime all the time. Uh, This young woman to me is the epitome of a best friend and uh, a support in this industry. Um, she's amazing. Uh, from the point of view of a creative, she's sustainability uh, qualities are amazing. Uh, she's an ex-president of uh, the fellowship. Uh, she's won uh, London hairdresser of the year. Uh, she's won stylist of the year. Um, pff, I can go on. Uh, colorist. And she's known for her creative um. I would say expertise, but at the same time, she's known for her business. You know, anybody can ask Corrine anything. So, please uh, welcome Corrine Jackson. I'm not gonna talk too much because I really want to hear uh, what you've got to say. I don't think we've ever had a proper
1: interview, first of all, have we? No, we haven't. Firstly, oh, well, thank you for that intro. I think I was gonna cry then. Um, <laughs> we've never done a proper interview together. and. I really challenge you not to talk a lot because I don't think you're capable of it.
0: <laughs> this is your floor.
1: <laughs> Start already. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, we've been friends for a long time now, I think. Um, well, not I think, I know. And mm. it's been amazing. I think what you, just to reiterate what you said then, you know, to support each other, you know, it goes both ways. And um, we've really got each other's back um, out there in the industry and i know i can come to you about anything and um you can help me through it and i think that's that's the most valuable thing anyone can have is a mentor and a friend um that you can just bounce ideas off problems off business off and you know it's so exciting the new errol douglas club um i know it's going really well and i think it's um it's fantastic that you've got this platform for hairdressers to see how you can build relationships and and you know, just create amazing things for our industry. Good. One of the things I want to... Thank
0: you very much, great. One of the things I want to kick off is uh, talking about you are such a powerhouse in this industry. And um, just tell me a little bit about your um, presidency and then we can go on to something else. But there hasn't been many um, presidents of the fellowship
1: uh, who have been women. No, there hasn't. Um I never look at myself as a powerhouse. I always find it's a bit like, oh, no, not really. Um, but to be president, um, only the third female in 74 years, well, now it's 76 years, 75 years, into our 76th year, um, was amazing. Didn't come without its challenges, but I absolutely loved it. Um, you know, when I finished my year, the year after that was, was phenomenal. You know, the, the things I got invited to to talk about, to keep championing. The fellowship for British hairdressing and for women and diversity in our industry. Um, it was really, really great to be able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to do that without um, your help. You were president before me, um, and I know I was chancellor before you were president. So we sort of staggered our way through through the roles with Bruno and Andreas and Joe and Simon, and we really, you know, to work together as a group and a collective was really important it wasn't just one person and to be able to make changes and to be able to um support our industry it's not one person not one powerhouse it's a group of us all working together Uh, and i think that is key oh
0: absolutely and from the point of view um because you sit on quite a few boards yourself your legacy what would you say you left um, when you handed over because you handed over to bruno so what would you say as Kareen uh, Jackson, the president, what did you hand over?
1: Uh, I handed over to Ken, Bruno handed over to me. Oh, sorry, um, yes, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's weird because we went, I handed over and then eight months later, we, we went into Crazy World. And we're not gonna discuss Crazy World. Mm. Um, the digital platform, which was, you know, Joe and Clive and Catherine, was something I was really, really pushing to get finished as part of my legacy um in the fellowship to get more diversity um within the organization was something else um to champion women in positions was something that i really felt that i'd done within my time as president um and chancellor it was something that was really key to me um and also bringing on the next generation um you know we were we were focusing a lot before that um you know on our older members and um it was good to be able to get the younger ones like the Ashleys and um, uh, uh, Paul Dennison and, and all of those coming up through the ranks more recognised and into council and working with us as well because it's great that us, us oldies are all there but we need to also make sure that we're mentoring the next generation with us as well. So that, that was something I felt that, that I did well.
0: Well, you absolutely did and nailed it from a point of view of um, very inspirational presidency. So we have travelled the world. Uh, we've done some <laughs> amazing collaborations and your photographic work is stunning. And we share one common denominator, um, which is Andrew O'Toole. So tell me about your Well, I think journey. we share two
1: common denominators. We bicker the whole way through the shoot. <laughs> from a creative from a creative
0: level which is good yeah we have um, you
1: and then we bicker about everything else <laughs> yes yes
0: yes but that's that's healthy discussion but tell me about your your because and this is really it's not hard to say you always go for a statement collection just like me a collection to me is really important and your. Photography is absolutely on point. You can see the photography behind you. So what do you go for? Because, like I said, I I think we've uh, been across the pond about six or seven times. So yeah. tell me about that process.
1: Well, it's interesting because the, the um, image right behind me, um, I won at Creative Head. Um, image of the Year. And that was the last collection I shot before you started working with me and we started mentoring me on my collections. And then the other two, uh, the last collection we did before um, we got in, into lockdown. So I, I thought they were poignant collections to put there it was the before and the after. Um, to me, colour is vital in a collection. I love colouring. And you know, I'm championing the sustainability and working with organic colour systems. Um, and so colour is really important and I know We've spent a lot of time discussing colour in the build-up to our shoots. Um, And and the key thing, I think, is being able to listen um, and take on other people's ideas, um, because I think it's really important to push the boundaries and think about, well, I wouldn't do it that way, so, you know, and then we bicker, and then I'll try it, and then it works. And, (laughs) yeah, sometimes you listen to me, sometimes I listen to you, and I think that's really important. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. but also because I think it's really important to kind of give advice, uh, especially to um, our club members. Your process is similar to mine with models. We handpick models and make sure the colour is not plonked on them. It's part of their DNA. So you, could you tell us the process? of Because I know you're rigorous, rigorous um, like me about making sure you've got so, a good model to colour.
1: It's pretty full on. I mean, we, we have an amazing flight. Let's start at the beginning. We have such a lot of
0: flying <laughs> well, out Are we starting? The, uh,
1: hang on, hang on. We're we talking about the champagne or the... Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, let's go just before that. Before we even fly, we pull together the mood boards. You know, I put together mood boards, I mm. send them over, you mm. argue with me about them, I redo <laughs> them. Um, we look at it again. Um, but before we go, we've looked at hundreds of different ways we could pull the shoots together. Yeah. Um, and we get on the plane and have some fun for 24 hours. Mm. Um, drink lots of champagne. I sleep a lot, which annoys you, I know. But... <laughs> um, but when we get to Australia, it's very serious. Literally from the minute we land, we are on show. We're, we're mm. ready to go, you know, attending the Australian Hair Awards, still, you know, ironing over the shoot, making sure the models are right, making sure mm. the makeup, and the stylist, and everybody's talking from the same page. Um, I love it when we get to Melbourne and Literally, we, we land, we get straight to the uh, apartment, mm. and the models are there. Sometimes they're waiting outside. That's how yes. well-timed it is. Mm. And um, we start colouring. Well, I start colouring. And yes. I, that's really, really important to me. I know sometimes you're like, oh, this colour isn't going to work. I'm like, cause it's going to work. Keep the faith. And yeah. um, I, I love that process. I, I really enjoy it. You're tired, but it's fun. You know, and mm. your adrenaline kicks in. And
0: mm. I know
1: I took my niece a couple of times um,
0: Oh, she's been an amazing assistant
1: yeah she just loves it i mean now she's becoming a gp i'm a bit disappointed in that not really i'm so proud of her um but Mm. just having her on the shoot and having another level head you know i love watching her face when we get into the process and into the zone um and margot working with margot and the different clothes stylists over the years and when we're all in that zone, it's it's exciting and it's fun. Yeah. And then you go for dinner that evening and I've always, you know, what about this? on weaving hair and Nicola, um, you know, mm. from uh public uh, Yeah, family. Nicola Han, yeah, yeah. Nicola, yeah. she's great. So we've got a good team, you know, with Margot and we've all worked together for a long time. Um yeah. which is really, really the, good.
0: I think the stressful thing about um uh those shoots is more so uh, you think you're prepared, and then we go to order a car, and you can't get a cab there. Taxis <laughs> in Melbourne, and, and I'm not dissing Melbourne, but taxis in Melbourne and Australia, you know. Oh, anyway. my God, I
1: forgot about that. Twice yeah. that happened. Yeah, you were so stressed. yeah, yeah.
0: So you've, you, need... you've got all that adrenaline going. But um, yeah. the memorable things for me, and this is how, you know, and talk about... Andrew a bit because this is your this is this is me to you so I want you to uh, talk about Andrew he just absolutely knows how to get color he brings that color out he brings that vitality uh, in the model and you know yeah. just share again with um, the membership what why why Andrew O'Toole or why well, would you choose a photographer like that
1: I didn't choose Andrew. Andrew and I have known each other a long time. And when I opened my salon, I remember Andrew, his career was just taking off, you know, just mm. um, won some major um, awards at the British Hairdress thing, and he popped in and he's like, why don't you do a shoot queen? And I was like, oh, I'm not at that level. I was so mm. like, oh no, I can't do that. You know, I've just opened the salon. I can't focus on that. And a year later I was in Sydney and the timing was right. So I said to Andrew, well, let's do it. And this was my first ever solo shoot. Um, you know, I'd assisted Charles Webbington on a few shoots and Adam Reed, and I'd assisted a few people. I'd never done my own mm. shoot like that. And Andrew was amazing. Um, I look at it now and think, oh my God, what a terrible shoot. But from the onset, I coloured all the model's hair myself. Um, I tried to do everything in one day. Um, we got there. Uh, mm. And then the next year, I thought, okay, I liked that, let's, let's try it again. So time's going back to Australia. Um, and it was for my holidays, but I ended up working with Andrew. And again, Andrew just step-by-step step guided me through. And this was before the first shoot wasn't even digital. It was on film. I think the first two shoots mm. were on film. Um, and I got through to the final um, on the second shoot, first time I got through, and then I won it. Um, but that day, I have to say... I had the biggest meltdown. I was in tears. Nothing was going right. Andrew's like, "Where's your mojo?" And he was just pushing and pushing and pushing uh, on that shoot. And I, I, I met my friends that evening because it was my holidays, mm. and I was in, I was in a state. I was like, "Oh, it's the worst day ever," and I got to go back tomorrow and try, do it all again. And, da, da, da. and the next day I went back, and I don't know what happened, but overnight something clicked, and Andrew and I had a fresh, clean slate, and off we went. And um, that was my winning London collection, which um, was amazing. But
0: what 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 did it mean um, for you to win that? Because a, I detect a slight accent. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> what, what did it mean, Kareem uh, Jackson, coming along and taking one of the most coveted uh, awards? I would say for 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 the region is definitely yeah. London.
1: Yeah, I was shocked. Um, I, I, it was, uh, it was changed my career, changed the path of my career, changed my business. Um, it, it changed my outlook on everything. Mm. Um, and it also made me realize that you can do anything. I, I really felt I was this little Aussie in this big pond, winging it all the way. And um, it gave me a confidence um, to keep pushing forward on things that I love. and. You know when I get my teeth stuck into things, and I know i you know I want to talk about sustainability and you know women in business and things like that, it gave me the confidence to be able to push forward um, and knowing how stressful that shoot i 've never had such a stressful shoot and I was on my own on that one i was you know I, I had just me and my makeup artist Margot and Andrew, and I think Lee Cohen from Australia came along and assisted it was, I think it was Lee. Um and he he was sort of like my crave. He was you but I didn't know him. I hadn't built a relationship <laughs> yeah, with him yet. Yeah. And he just come along on the day. So um I know I know the day I asked you to would you be my, you know, mentor on these shoots and I was really like, Well you're out there, we might as well do it together and yeah, um absolutely it changed everything, um mm. me because I was then shooting, you know, collections that I wanted to put out there in the press for awards but also mm for my brand. Um, and I I loved it. Yeah. I think it means a lot if you're out there and you think you can't do it, well then you're wrong. Cause Mm. you know, you can, you can do it. And I had
0: most, most definitely. And I think that um, brings us swiftly because you're about teamwork and teamwork is um, very important to you as an individual and to us in the respect of our, um, friendship so what what's teamwork to you in a
1: business sense and a creative sense it's it's key it's the only way you can move forward and i like working in a team i like working in organizations i like working within groups because no one is doing anything on their own out there and anyone that thinks they are i've done this all on my own well wow how did you do that because i think it's impossible and getting the right team around you people that you can banter with people that you can listen to that you admire But they will also listen to you as well. I think that's really important. Um, You know, I I value other people's opinions. I I like to hear what they've got to say, um, and you know, use that as well. It's it's important. Um, You know, and I've worked with the same team for a long time, um, and I know other people have tried to infiltrate different areas. And I'm like, well, if it's not broken, you don't try and fix it. And I like my team um I feel confident with that and it's the same with the salon you know I've got a, a team that's been with me well some of them from the very beginning which I think you know coming up to 19 years and that they know you they understand you. Uh, you you know it's not perfect nothing's ever perfect um but that's good we can accept each other warts and all really yeah.
0: so that's so true what what's the most um challenging because Teamwork is, you know, you have to instigate it and you have to make sure everybody's doing it. And you've been um, an ambassador for quite a few brands as well. So from your point of view as a business person and a creative, what has been the challenges uh, when you're trying to kind of keep everybody together?
1: Well, it's getting everyone to um, understand your end goal. I suppose that's the first step. If you don't understand the end goal of what you're doing, then it's not going to happen. When I was changing into sustainability, it was getting my team to understand why we were doing this and getting them on board. Um, When I'm doing a a shoot, I know that, you know, I've got a very clear vision of what I would like from my end result. And unless I've got you and and Nicola and Margot and Andrew on board, then, then it's not going to happen, and it's communicating that. And I think any teamwork is all about communication. Um, the, I think that is how you start building it. And they've got to feel that they've got a voice as well. Um, you know, I like to listen. People will throw something in. I, I'll go back to my niece again. I'll never forget. First so shoot, she walks on in and says, to "Andrew." <laughs> Well, I don't think the mood boards are in the right place here. We can't all access them easy and people are going to get in your way. And you just turn around and went, oh, my God, she's so your niece, isn't she? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that organisation part of things as well. Um, making sure it all works properly and mm. the reason why it's all going to work properly. Mm. So your journey of sustainability
0: and the way you champion it is... Um, all I'm saying is from my point of view, I've sat down with you, you've changed my outlook and I've said this, and I would always say this because it is about gaining knowledge and listening to people you respect. And mm-hmm. uh, that's you. And obviously I've listened to Ashley as well, but you're one of those salons, you mentioned sustainability, Corrine Jackson is there and she's been there from the very beginning. And now, um it's great because obviously people have to um get in line, especially with salons and the emissions and waste and mm. so how is that going? Because you, I know you do seminars and you know mm. you're you're always at the forefront. Is it a fight or is it easy? Is people are, are people accepting it more
1: and more? It's a fight still and it's so easy to think it's not easy to be sustainable. And sometimes, no. you know, I, I I think oh I just took that in the bin. And then you have to say to yourself, no, no, Queen, that is not the way forward, because it is difficult to be sustainable. And I think, you know, salon struggle, it can also be slightly expensive if you, if you don't get it right, if you don't offset um, things within your business or within your home. Um, you know, on a personal level, when we really up the game on this, I think about five years ago, my housemate and I decided to have a 100% sustainable Christmas. Um, Mm. We didn't have a tree. We didn't, um, there was no plastic that entered the house. We made everything. um, We wrapped all our presents and recycled. We re-gifted. It was good fun, but it was hard work. Um, And it's not something that you can maintain all the time. I think what you've got to do to be sustainable is you've just got to take small steps and think about it. Mm. Um, We're in a consumer society. We're in a consumer world. So, you know, one thing I, I do quite often look at is, do I need this? You know, do mm. I really need this? And how am I going to dispose of it if I don't? And getting your team this morning, actually, we did it. We did a video about breaking down our recycling. And they were like, why do we have to flatten it all down? I said, because it's, it's the waste, you know, it's more carbon emissions, getting them out of here to collect it. Um, it costs more to get new boxes delivered. It's It's the whole circle. And it's not an easy, easy thing to do. So what I do when I teach the seminars is I give people simple, simple steps and little changes you can make. Um, because trying to do everything all at once in our, in our consumer world, is just, it's just impossible.
0: Yeah. And there's quite a few, uh, companies out there, which, um, help, uh, towards this. But what I find interesting is your clients, because I've seen you in action, are educated and they know um not necessarily yeah. they know what they're going to get but you educate them as clients uh yeah. too which oh. is quite
1: sorry sorry no we started on the journey 17 years ago um and I remember you used to tease me like why are you doing this and I was yeah. like that's well, that's where I want to go um, you know I didn't know that we were going to explode into this um society that's really really thinking about it now when i Mm. started out on this 17 years ago so a clients come to us because that's what we do that's what we're known Mm. for and we've been doing it for a long time um Mm. and it all it all started from something quite simple i had a client that had cancer and she wanted me to look into products with less chemicals in it and then Mm. when i started reading it was the carbon footprint had just started to become popular and i was like oh okay so What's going into our products? What 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 packaging are we using? Why are we using it? And I aligned myself with companies that that were thinking about that. Nowadays, it's so much easier. You know, you've got your green salon collectives, your fish, your organic colors. You know, they're all there. Your easy dry towels. Everything's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And the companies are helping you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm saving money now because I'm doing things more sustainably. So, And when I first started out, you didn't have the help that we have no. now and I think that's great um yeah. and salons really should be thinking about it and even on shoots you know do you need 50 bottles of water on the table to feed everyone or can you just get one big jug of water you know what I'm like I take my bottle everywhere so mm. it's it's yeah. just thinking do you need that cup it's just small changes The the food you're going to order can you order it and it's great I mean we're lucky in Melbourne we've got that fantastic um shop over the road that does all the sustainable packaging and the food mm-hmm. all vegan and healthy and and great. So it's just just looking into things a little bit deeper um, than just taking the easy option.
0: Well, there's no easy option with you, Kareem. Never. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's commendable and I'm still learning. You know, we've done it with our electricity. Um, you know, I'm doing the 12 steps to sustainability, which is difficult, but it's getting everybody on board. But um, I do respect it. And locally, because my landlord's quite a big, ferocious um, landlord, and um, they're they're going towards that um, direction as well. But also, um, tell me, because, again, for my members, because this is creative and we're creatives, and, you know, you would never lose that um, creativity, uh what is it like to keep motivating um your staff and what is it what do you do as a salon owner to get new people in or is it looking healthy are you frightened what what what, what's in your head now
1: well i'm going to be i'm going to be honest frightened a little bit there's so much going on at the moment um our industry is changing so dramatically and so quickly and as a business owner you, you feel like you're you know you're doing this you might be swimming nicely on the top going Woo, underneath mm-hmm. and um I think anyone saying that it's easy right now I, I'd like to meet you I would really like to meet you because it's not and um keeping the team motivated is valuing them um you know I I, I come in with crazy ideas mm-hmm. and I let them run with it um even this morning just breaking down the um recycling and you'll you'll see it go go up on our instagram soon but you know Mm. they're like really do we have to do that i have to make it fun um Mm. and we did you know Simon and Sophia and I just got in and made it fun you know stamping out our aggression on compacting the bottles or um doing that creativity wise um well last year you know I did the um Jacqueline not I Jacqueline the Black History Month um, shoot that she'd done herself. And it's allowing your team to be able to come to you with an idea. Mm. um, And that was all her idea Mm. and allowing her to run with it and then promoting it. It gives Mm. them a boost of confidence, makes them feel valued. and then I, I had the event in the salon. I love a little party, as you know. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I had the event in the salon. You haven't and, mentioned
0: champagne yet.
1: so And I, uh,
0: I've i just mentioned it, so um, <laughs> I'm damn. I'm still recovering from my birthday.
1: So. <laughs> I don't want to think about champagne for a while. <laughs> yeah. <get> um, that. <laughs> no, champagne. I love champagne. You know I do. Um, so yeah, having a, a, a party um, to launch, you know, your team's successes. Having evenings, you know, we've done cross-training before. Uh, last year, you came in and did a session with my team. They were so excited. I've never seen them have so many models. Um, you know, normally, I'm Talon owners, well, know trying to get your team to turn up to training sessions with the model can be difficult. I think we had two models for every side. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they loved it. They loved mm. it. So it's getting stuff that they really want to do listening to what they want. Um, You know, we've had Carolyn Newman in, they love it when she comes in, and Debbie G, and it's getting, they don't want to just hear from me. Mm. Um, And I think, oh, sorry. Sorry. I was gonna say, I think getting that, that's part of the industry and part of the fellowship, part of the Errol Douglas Club is having access to all these people that are, you know, prepared to come and do do a session for you. which is fantastic, and it's also you know we have um, like club star and um, Project X. You do a day for them, and they come in, and the rest of your team can see what you're doing for them, and and that motivates them um, to do to do extra things and come to me with ideas and stuff. Yeah. Well, from the
0: point of view of stepping in your world, um, obviously I know your team, but I don't know your team. We we go out socially, but I don't. I don't pick their brain. So to do a day, that Afro day was amazing. But um, I was more commending you for putting that on because um, I think you, you, you did it with a Good Salon Guide and there was an exhibition there and you invited quite a few people. But when I came down to do the, 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 the breakdown Afro, I was overwhelmed. And I've said this to you before, I walked away frazzled, fried because we we started the evening and I think we must, because well, I was uh, next door with you at 11 o'clock or something, or later <laughs> than that, trying to get a last minute beer or glass of wine and they were closing and I'm thinking, oh, I need to, go. but the enthusiasm was amazing and and to see the feedback, because you even said that was um, a, a great thing to do.
1: But, oh, um, they loved it, they really loved it, yeah. But and ha- I think it shows them, um, oh, sorry. No, go on, sorry. No, I just think it shows them, um, you know, just how passionate we all are about about our craft, about what we do, and um, giving them access to other mentors and other trainers. They they just, they feed off it. And I know they picked your brains about everything, mm. as they do with Debbie and Carolyn, and um, mm. I'm trying to think of all the other trainers. Oh, we had Kai come in. Um, Kai Wilson came in and you know they love it. They absolutely love it. And mm. I think it's tapping into the energy of all these fantastic mentors. Um, it's, it's, they thrive off it. Mm. So as a
0: boss, you're not threatened by your staff spending
1: time with other hairdressers in the industry? No, no, I think that's important. Um, I trust with the people that they see. Um, mm. And I think it's important for them to, to see, you know, other aspects and hopefully bring ideas back to the salon. Um, otherwise we just shut things down and we become insular and that's not what we're about. You know, we're hairdressers, we're communicators, we're you know, creative people. So if I can't get them, you know, interacting with other hairdressers, then we may as well just go do hair on a quiet island somewhere. Or,
0: Good. Yeah. And I yeah. And I would always say this to, um, the people who my closer in a circle, there's no threat to anybody. And it can only enhance what you do as a hairdresser. Uh, collaboration, as you know, is so important. And the mere fact if you can um, spend some time on a model or a project and you would get a better result is, you know, it's a win-win situation. But again, mm. and it, this is the generation of how people are brought up, there's a lot of people in this world who are selfish. They don't want to share. You know, it's like me, 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 me. I've never been um, about that. Mm-hmm. But from my point of view, and this, obviously this is leading up to another uh, question, you're forever evolving, you know, and mm-hmm. you've had your different hats, ambassadors, president, uh, sustainability, um, campaigner. What is next for... Corrine Jackson. Does Kareen Jackson want to push her company somewhere else? Do you want to expand? Do you want to open up in Australia? What is next um, for Kareen?
1: Well, it's a big, big question at the minute because I think I'm in a, um, I'm in a what would you call it? A state of reflection as to what I want to do. I have like six different ideas floating in my head right now and accessing all of them um, and seeing which one comes up. I am a believer sometimes of, right, I need to do something different. I'm not sure what it is. I'm waiting for sometimes things do come to you. I do believe that. Um, I I really would like to get a lot more involved in the sustainable side and the um, consultation of the sustainability. Um, I would also... I'm starting, you know, a couple of years of, of not shooting and um, not doing shows. I'm getting itchy feet to start pushing the creativity. And had breakfast with one of my team this morning to hear what she had to say about her career. And at the end of it, I'm thinking, well, I, I think I might take that angle myself. Um, so watch the space because I haven't made up my mind yet. But I think definitely sustainable consultation and definitely working on some sort of creative angle. I'd love to do a big show or something. something yeah, You know, really yeah. a big show where we do 100% sustainable and maybe get a few people involved, you know, like yourself, Ashley, maybe Craig, I don't know, mm. to really um, come up with something new, you know, have a have some fun. I want to have some mm. fun again. I think we've yeah. been um, starved of fun for a little while. Yeah. So I'm oh, ready. definitely.
0: We're, we're I'm ready. in... Uh, we're in such a digital age, we're such Mm. a a virtual age. uh, And at the same time, if you're in a live event, you know, the adrenaline and the feedback, I think is always kind of a plus. But yes, I think Mm. we're kind of getting out of that. But I yearn for doing a big show. I've got a booking, but it's not towards the end of the year because people are still kind of hesitant But at the same time, you know, you flick on your phone, you pick this up, you can get anything. And the research, because I'm a researcher, I'm always researching. And this is one of the things I wanna share with our members. Um, You know, if you've got a good idea, you have to, your collections just like mine take, you know, six months, three months from um, being born to actually, you know, the execution of it. But at the same time, from your point of view, because, I've seen you with um Carl Um I've seen you do a lot of uh, virtual um stuff. Are you still doing that or are you moving back?
1: Um well we're, we're doing it right now, but um <laughs> we're here. Um yeah, I am still doing some virtual stuff. Um I did a virtual sustainable consultation um event a couple of weeks ago. Actually I had COVID when I was doing that. I was half in my bed dying and half doing the presentation. But
0: I hope I, you sprayed um, the room.
1: <laughs> I was in my own. It was all right. I was in my isolated room. I um I would like to see us getting more, you know, hands on out there live on stage. I miss it desperately. Um, it makes me sad we're not doing a lot of it um, at the moment. You know, Salon International was a, a little kick off last year, but I would like to see us doing some really good stuff with you know getting us together and because it's not just about the show it's about the the process the coming up with mm. the mood boards finding your models getting your team together um getting on a train oh, we love a train journey um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having the champagne trains, trains and the automobiles <laughs> Yeah, the automobile's a bit boring, can't have that much fun. No champagne in No, there. that's true, that's true. But
0: we've <laughs> we've, we've travelled around a bit with the Salon Awards as well, so any kind of district, yeah. um you can think of we've been in. But yeah. one, one thing I want to ask you, as a woman in the industry, have you had anything which has held you back
1: at all? Nothing holds me back, Errol, you know that. Um, (laughs) I have had situations and, you know, from women and from men, you know, little comments like, well, that's because we've got a female president and stuff like that. And, you know, you know my reaction to that because I normally get on the phone and explode to you. Mm. Um, And, you know, why should we be pushing women? It doesn't come easy to everybody. And, you know, I'm quite a a force. i think <laughs> so I, I i don't find it easy but i also i'm not going to be quiet either and that's easy for me to do because that's part of my nature but there are other women out there in the industry 90 percent of the industry is women that aren't getting recognized um and you're know, a bit too nervous to come forward and you know you'll hear one comment um and and that might put them off so mm. i do still champion it. and i know some women think oh well you know got to go out there and i I haven't come across this problem and i push forward that because you're a different different entity to to most Mm -hmm. women and most women will just sit back and go well actually you know i don't i don't need to do that i don't want to but we need you, um and that's why i champion it i want you to be out there representing all of us um so yes i do think it's important i do think it's key but it's not the be all and end all i think everybody needs an opportunity or a platform to be heard and to be seen it's it's vital
0: so what would you say to somebody um coming into this industry not necessarily listening to this because they're probably established anyway what would you say to somebody who is just starting out and who wants to come into this industry at this particular time
1: well at the moment you know i think the thing is nothing's ever a constant nothing and if you don't have your bad times which we all have and appreciate that you're in a bad time and do something about it you're never going to understand what the good time is mm-hmm. and I think that's really important you have to have your highs and lows and when you're in your lows don't quit that's when you need to push forward a, a little bit more and, you know the amount of times I've had to sit down in the last few months with team members you know talk about the anxiety they're feeling and um it's all too much it's, it's not just our industry. Wherever you go and work, you know, from a doctor to, to um, somebody just cleaning up, it's, it's, it's everyone's important and everything's vital. And all these jobs are going to have its highs and lows. Um, even I sometimes think, oh, I want something that's not going to challenge my brain. <laughs> how long would you last not having your brain yeah. challenged? Um, I, I think you've got to really remember that for every high, there'll be a low and, and Absolutely. fight do it and when yeah. you hit the high again enjoy it and when you're having a good time make the most of it as well
0: yeah. things
1: can be fun it doesn't all have to be serious so. no
0: and what's so beautiful about that is you're evolving all the time I'm evolving all the time uh, I don't know what it what it's like to sit down and do nothing uh, but at the same time we want stimulation we want creative stimulation and sometimes we want adulation as well but that main thing is to get up in the morning make sure you dust yourself off and yeah get back out there and that's where i think our friendship has always blossomed that way because when i'm uh, like that or like that you would just say stop it you know and i think that's that that's the same thing because i i'll do it to you because you know we bounce off of each other and i think this is more so with people uh, and and again, I would love to talk to you about that in depth. Um, this is to do with mental health as well. We all need yeah. a support system. We all need somebody—not uh, necessarily we can scream at, but we need somebody to kind of sound off to. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I do that on a regular basis with you, <laughs> creatively and business-wise. And uh, I want to thank you for that. Um, oh, thank you. But I want to uh, really thank you. You know, this is a great chat, and I hope we can uh, do it again. And I'm sure we will do it again. But Kareem Jackson, love you very much, and um. you know, come up and say hi to us because we're always together in the industry. But um, yes, uh, I hope you know, and I'm I, I pray all the time because I say this to um, the, my guests on uh, Errol Douglas and friends. All I want to see, I want to see you guys way way into the future you know we go high i go high we all go higher so yeah thank you very much
1: thank you you for having me it's been great fun
0: hello my name's errol douglas welcome to the errol douglas and friends podcast